I'm in a very peculiar situation in my life where I'm tiptoeing, do I have an opportunity to play again? Or is this it for me? You can sit back for 100 years and be good with your money. Or are you going to make a legacy more than football? Yo, what's good, what's poppin', what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. It's yours truly, Cam Newton, the son, Mr. Boogie to all, to give real content for the masses and the promise to keep it funky for your asses. Today, we are in a treat because we got one, we got two, we got three individuals holding their own today, the whole Pivot cast. We got Fred T to my left, to my middle left, we have Ryan Clark, and then to my far left is a strange alien, <laughs> big time Chan. <laughs> Mr. Crowder, fellas, how y'all doing, man? I, I wanna know where, I, where our music at, bruh. Gillian Wallow got music, bruh. That was their platform. We can't get music, That though? wasn't on Funky Friday. Man, you know, you know about licensing. <laughs> you know you got a license. I, I can't, I, I, I'm only making a certain amount right now. I don't want to have to pay them too. And they ain't did nothing. I just want to hear I'm your pusher, bro. I just like the whole introduction. Yeah. You know, sultry, funky. Man, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, me? we gonna chat because me and you got history, Fred. Right. But, you know, fuck it. Let's, 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 let's talk about it right now. Man, when I was 18 years old, I witnessed something that really impacted my life in a way where, you know, I seen, I, uh, uh, we had a, uh, now we have a mutual friend in uh, Rennie. Mm -hmm. He picked us up from Gainesville, took me and a couple players, Deontay, uh, Carl Moore, um, was Chico there? Chico. Aaron Hernandez, right? Took us to a Jacksonville Jaguars game. And that was the first kind of look that I had to witnessing what an NFL athlete went through. You know what I'm saying? Seeing you from a lens as a fan, and then seeing you through the lens as a homeboy, a father, a, 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 a teammate, and things like that. After the game, we went to uh, your house, and I was just so mind blown off of the, the access that you gave us. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, golly, this was before, obviously, cell phones and you know what I'm saying, cameras and shit. But what I witnessed that day, I was like, I seen what my life was about to become. And I had a vision like, man, you got all your people around you, the love. And the jeweler was there. Right, yep. <laughs> so, you know, we was playing cards, rolling dice, whatever, then all that stopped abruptly. Man came in with some boxes, and then all of a sudden, he started kind of putting out bracelets, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, chains, watches, rings, earrings. And without even a doggone chandelier in the bill, like, I mean, it was just like, golly, like, man, this is blinging. Right. I took a peek at one of those little watches. I said, let me see what this looking like. You know, I'm used to the middle of the mall shit. <laughs> well, they get that. Mr. Goldman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy one, get one free. You know what I'm saying? Buy one, I'll take, you know what I'm saying, the cut. Come on, buddy. Take care of me. You know what I mean? One of them. When I looked at that price, $36,000, $75,000, $80,000, $125,000. I said, uh-uh. 
And he just saying, hey, man, what you want? Hey, da, da, man, this shit hit night. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, babe, what you want? I'm like, God, man. I want, and that, at, that, that, at that time, I said to myself, I want to be so rich that I want the jeweler to pull up on me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go to the mall. I don't want to go somewhere. I want to have a personal jeweler pull up to me. And that morphed my thinking because I only thought rappers lived that lifestyle. I only thought, you know what I'm saying, drug dealers lived that type of lifestyle. But I saw then as a football player, as a, as, as a person of influence that looked like me, came from the slums like me, and he's doing it the right way. But I don't know if I was influencing y'all in a good or a bad way. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you know, y'all, I, I always say I want to motivate, right, through play, mm -hmm. right? And then, and then through my, my physical appearance. Yes, sir. So in that particular moment, I knew you guys were coming. And I was overdue in buying a couple pieces. Mm -hmm. So I had T-Mac uh, come down. Yeah. And uh, he came down from here, actually. And I bring some pieces. So I can just say, look, if y'all want, you know, want to get this, y'all got to go get it. Go play well. Then this is what's waiting at the end of the rainbow. This is your version of the other side of the rainbow. Yes, sir. So that's the, uh, the motivation side. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people can get into that and then conform to it. Mm -hmm. And that's all they know. And they're doing it for a lot of the wrong reasons. And then on the back end, and we talked about it, uh, we, we talked about it before on the back end, if you don't handle your business properly, Correct. you know, it can be your demise where guys, you know, mess up their funds. 87% of NFL players are broke within three to four years of broke, their retirement. Broke so for that reason, I'm like, I'm trying to motivate, but not create bad habits. You know what I'm saying? But to extend that conversation, I took all his money. The little I, money I, I mean, had. I mean, how much money he had. I mean, that, 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 that Pell Grant that, money is the, a lot of money. That's what y'all was doing at Florida? He took it. No, no, no. He took it. We come from certain demographics, all of us. And we've all, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got Pell Grant. I did not. He went to private school. No way. So I don't know. See, he didn't get Pell Grant. Mm. Silver spoon kid. Silver. Yeah. Shiny spoon. Yeah. Wait, time out. Time out. Now, now y'all going, y'all going way too far. Listen, they just worked hard, bro. That's all that was. Oh, I got, I got to, to watch. Each his own. Bro, I got to watch my pops. I got to watch my pops, and y'all met him. I got to watch my pops wake up at four in the morning, right? Go to work, work for the levee board, right? So when you got floods, hurricanes, all that. Like, my pop never left for a hurricane for 30 years. You mm. see what I'm saying? And then at night, he ran, like, valet parking. Mm. And so every morning, when I get my money for my lunch money, it was like he was a stripper because he'd put it out, it'd be ones or fives or whatever, and he'd be going through his money from tips. And, and no doubt, you know, my parents are still married. And like you, I, I had that, like I had that life. You know what I mean? And, and it showed me, okay, but I was like, that's how you work, mm -hmm. right? And if you work, and don't get me wrong, dog, like I used to be hot. Everybody come with the new J's, you know, back in the day, fresh polos, all that, because I couldn't get a Pell Grant. But also my life, my life wasn't silver spoon, but I understood though, like the same way you say, you got to show Cam and whoever was at your house that night, you got to show them something. Right. Like my pop showed me that. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like he did that for us, he did that for him. And he just have a good damn time in life. Yeah. He was a good human. And I think like that's the, like that's the thing, like you said you want to show stuff. I know Channing does, like Cam does. Like we can all do it differently, but there's something to be pulled from all of that. Yeah. My first question is this, fellas, and I'll start with you, Chan, is I'm in a very peculiar situation in my life, right, where I'm tiptoeing 
do I have an opportunity to play again? And, or is this it for me, right? What is the retired man life like? And from day to day, you know, obviously from us, our whole life has been structured. Going to the University of Florida, we ain't got to worry about books like the normal student because everybody already had the packet of books in the corner, like, boom, that's your books, da 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 Our, our whole introductory to college was, was a bit different, you know. I don't even think I've seen the whole campus, not the scholastic side, you know, I've seen the weight rooms and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I've never seen, like, oh, this is the sociology, uh, sociology center, this is the psych center. This is the literature, the, the math and, 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 and arts, whatever. How do you, or where are you when you knew you could no longer play this game and how do you kind of, not necessarily grieve, but come to accept that this is, this is the newness that I'm walking into? You make it what you want to. And that's what I say with you because it's not about money anymore. Mm -hmm. When it's not about money, it changes the dynamic of people's life because you think about it, you were just talking about your mom and dad and pops working two jobs and mom's grinding and y'all, everybody's seen that grind, that grind, you gotta grind every day. And then we get put in a situation where we don't have to grind every day. And what are you gonna do when you don't have to grind? Mm -hmm. And I say, I speak for all three of us, we continue to grind because that's all we know. So you talk about that structure, yeah. we continue to grind. And if you do decide on not playing football anymore, you can chill, bro. You can sit back, fellowship, hang out mm -hmm. if you want to. But if you want to grind, you got to grind. And that's the decision that a lot of players make and a lot of players can't make is that move on. Like, we, we just got bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. That's really what happened. Right. We all played in, in elementary school. Then we got to middle school and a lot of them motherfuckers fell off. Right. Then we got to high school, Took and a lot of them more motherfuckers fell off. Then you got D1 uh, uh, opportunities, and a bunch of motherfuckers fell off. Mm -hmm. So we just continue to be successful at football and at athletics. And now, when that's done, do you are you going to continue to be the 1% of the 1%? Yeah. And that's I think that's what all three of us decided to do, just knowing them and knowing Freddie and knowing RC. Yeah. And now, talking to you about it, what are you going to decide to do? Because you can chill, sit back. You can sit back for 100 years and be good mm -hmm. with your money. Or are you going to make something more, make a legacy more than football? Right. And that's what we decided to do. And that's what you got to decide to do. I think, I think what I want to ask you, Ryan, is this. I, I think I see, I see, you know what I'm saying, that mask on TV, ESPN, a lot. And I think I want you to put the viewer on game to how can you leverage who you are, what, what you want to do, and bring value to something, but also holding the ace of spade to say, I can use that uh, resource from the ownership that, you know, the team that I was playing with, or saying, I know somebody at ESPN that I know at least I can have a job, you feel me? Yeah, I think, you know, so I was the first active player to have a TV contract. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my last two years, I worked for ESPN which obviously in Pittsburgh wasn't a thing that was accepted well because they're like, you should be all football. It's Pittsburgh. We're still town. All we care about is football. And I was honest with people at that time. I said, when cats go back to school and get MBAs or get their degrees or they're doing internships in the off season, I say we applaud them, mm -hmm. right? Because they have a plan B. 
I say, but now all of a sudden, because I'm doing something different or because now I'm on TV, it's an issue that I'm not focused on football. Now it's my off season. I can do what right. the hell I want. And so I was already, I was already setting those things up. And then now though, and you know, I played 13 years, Pro Bowls, Super Bowls, but I can walk anywhere. Yeah. Right? I can walk through the airport. Very few people know who I am. Mm -hmm. Right? Now with ESPN, the pivot, you can't go anywhere. And and that's what that's what we have to use. We're not hoopers. Right? Like everybody, unfortunately, everybody's not gonna be Cam Newton. Yeah. Right? They're not gonna win the Heisman. They're not gonna be Rookie of the Year. They're not gonna be lead MVP. Also, they ain't gonna be freaking 6'6. Mm -hmm. Right? And so you can't go anywhere because of your stature and your accomplishments in football, and people got to see you with the helmet off. No, this is our time. That's what retirement is, right? Retirement is let people see you in the light where they want to do business with you. Yeah. But also be seen in the light and be so confident in who you are where I don't have to chase you to do business, mm -hmm. right? And so that was always my thing. And, you know, you talk about, like, leveraging, you know, like the mask or whatever it is on TV. Like, my biggest thing, you know, was that, I wasn't going to compromise me. Mm. Like at, at some point, and you know, we had 2016 when when Cap Neal, we had 2020 with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Philando Castillo. Like we've had all of these things, and in 2016, like they wouldn't ask me questions purposely, right? Because at that time, it wasn't popular to stand where I stood. Yeah. Right. And then in 2020. Oh, your voice is so valuable. Thank you so much for, for being open and being vulnerable and being willing to share. Nah, I was saying the same thing then. Right. Right? Which made me feel good about me, though, because it's like you never, you never changed, right? You never switched up because they didn't think it was cool then. Uh -huh. and, and so, you know, and we talked, we, you know, we had you on our show. It's like, like it's, I feel good when OGs see me and say, man, I love that you stand for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, to me, because, like Channing said, we're in a place monetarily where we're set. Comfortable. We never have to compromise us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I won't do. Yeah. Fred, so, you know, we come from the generation where you can never have one source of income. Correct. <clears throat> and kind of piggybacking off what Ryan was talking about as far as leveraging, you know, a lot of cats, even though the bank accounts say, you're wealthy or you're rich, mentally, you're still poor. Right. You see what I'm saying? How do you, or how did you leverage saying the money that I'm receiving from the Patriots, the money that I am receiving from the Jaguars, how did I put that to use and how did you come upon these different, uh, you know, entities to render, render coin? The thing is this, Cam, I, uh... I made a, a gang of mistakes, like we all probably have, especially not coming from, you know, uh, <clears throat> I guess um, a background of financial awareness. I was the first person to go to college in my family, uh, first person to make a million dollars. Mm. I don't know nothing about finance. I have been screwed up several times, right. right? Trusting people, the whole thing. And then eventually it comes a moment where you have to step back and say, I got to take full control of this because at the end of the day, if I, if I go down, I'm going to go down doing it my way. Correct. Pretty much your, your mindset, right? Even now. Um, so, so really, it's, it's a matter of how important it is to you. That's the question you have right. to ask yourself. Um, and for me, having been burned, you know, multiple times, uh, actually twice, my first agent and the financial advisor, mm. 
I said, I want to teach my boys, my kids, what not to do, mm. what to look for. And, uh, and, and when you put that, you know, into uh, perspective, then you start moving differently and start making better decisions. Right. And, and, and truthfully, I don't make all the right decisions, but when I do take those shots, I understand how far I'm going to fall. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to realize um, this is my buffer. Yeah. You know, so you can't just shoot your shot just to shoot it. You, you got to, uh, uh, you have to strategize and put yourself in certain situations that if you do miss, you ain't going to kill yourself, but you took your shot. So give me, give me a situation where you've invested some money and it was lucrative for you. And you've also, give me a, a horror story, so to speak, to where you invested money and you lost well, the horror stories are easy. Give them the horror story, Freddie. <laughs> the, the horror stories are easy. I mean, um, you know, again, trusting people, uh, under, not understanding initially what a POA was, power of attorney, mm -hmm. for, for most people. And again, just really, the, the most horror story is just trusting in people that you thought were a friend and was going to do right by you. Right. We invested in a casino project in Alabama. Mm. And initially... Saying the casino, we know what casinos do. They don't make money. Yeah. Uh, but Alabama has a lot of different laws. Right. So more so than the person himself putting those funds in that investment that we actually signed off on, mm -hmm. it was the, the the fine print that we didn't look at. Right. You know that Alabama can change. You know this this structure the structure of the entity whenever they discretionary felt like. to their right so that's what happened so for us that was a horror story that was two million dollars mm. that was gone until we had to uh, fight in court to get majority of it back via right. settlement so that was for, for for me a horror story because I'm on out outside of the game now right you know because that was my shot mm. like all right I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna just ride the wave into retirement right. or to post career right. They talk about retirement. I don't call it retirement. I call it career change. <laughs> it, you'll never retire. Cam, Cam, you got Cam, fellowship. Cam on the way. He on the way. No, nah, no, nah, it ain't retirement. <laughs> he on the way. It's not retirement. It's career change. Shit, I'm now. I'm <laughs> now. Correct. That's, <laughs> that's what fellowship is. But to go back to it, um, I, I think that um, that that part was the, the worst part because I took my shot heading out of the game. Mm -hmm. And it was too many. I'm like... How am I going to be able to make another $2 million without running the ball? Fast. You know what I'm saying? Fast. So that was a big question, and then that happened. But on the flip side, you know, being able to invest in, you know, certain startups, not all technological startups, mm -hmm. but different opportunities where you can see your money 10x, mm -hmm. you know, um, industrial uh, equipment, real estate. Yes, sir. You know, when I got out the game, really just buying up a gang of properties, duplex, single family, mm -hmm in 2009 and 10, when they were 20, 30 cents on the dollar during the, yeah. the, the housing crisis. Right. You know, those were opportunities that, those were paid cash out of pocket, free and clear. Yeah. And now I've made almost 10 times that money back. Yeah. Buying properties, 30 grand, you know, 40, 50,000. Right. That you cash out, you get rent, and then in the long run, right, it's you're just, still sitting it's on a big slow, asset, slow and steady. So the game gonna do hey, what it's gonna do. The strategic side, though, Freddie, the strategic side, because you just said it was the time, it was the time, and that's what a lot, of, like that's what our people don't know. Yeah, you got to work that time, you got to work the time frame. Right now, the real estate's stupid everywhere. Uh -huh. yep. This bubble's gonna bust. 
But sooner or later, this bubble's going to bust, and that's when you capitalize on time, it. Timing, is, timing is always one thing, but I will say this, because timing is everything in life. You know, your situation in college, right. my situation in college, the timing of it. God will slow you down or speed you up, whatever that looks like. But I think that coming from where we come from and not having certain resources, right, Granted, we weren't born with silver spoons. I was messing with you. I ain't true. But, you know, our people got to grind <laughs> yeah. to teach us. We got to grind to teach our, our kids and that other generation that's behind us. When you look at most other races. Cultures. Cultures. Ethnicities. They, right. can, they can afford time, right? They have, when you look at the Asian population, they'll take that 3% for 50 years because they're building financial wealth. You it's know, generational, generational sure. wealth, generational right? Right, right? But when you look at us, we want the quick dollar. But you, we but, get in one thing and out of but one you, thing. But you don't think that's but, but you don't think that's about history, though. Yeah, that, that's ask, that's the point I'm making. It's not history because we no, never had really, nothing. You bring up real quick. You bring up the Asian population. There's little. There's little. Little uh, China. There's little Italy in every city. There's the Jewish population. They all get together. When black people get, they it's called the projects. They call it the projects of the right. hood. Right. That's the problem is that when black people get together, they call it the projects of the hood. That's where we don't we just try to survive. Surviving's not thriving. And those other those other, you know, people, those other uh, uh, demographics, they get together and thrive. We get together to survive. Right. And that's the problem. with well, us. That's the point I, think, I was making. I think and, and point taken. I think the thing that is also important that we don't do, and I'm guilty of not doing it for the most part, is when I first seen that check clear in my bank account, mm. but my eyes got so big to the degree like, oh, man, oh, mama, I made it. Right. And then we think just as easy, forgetting all the sacrifices that we made to get to that point, we think it's just going to be easy going into a new industry. And we're chasing that, that fast cash and trying to skip steps without educating ourselves about real estate, about industrial equipment, about tech, about things, uh, this, that, and the third. And I think for me, I see a lot of people of influence, they have side hustles, they have whatever. Oh, man, I'm making this off trucking. Oh, man, I got some trucks. I got some... But are you doing it or somebody else is doing it that you're trusting and do you trust that person? I had a realization creating fellowship where we are right now in Atlanta that the construction uh, company that I was doing, the boss kept telling me, he's like, man, you need to know everything. If you need somebody to come, you know, cut the fire on, you need to know it. We're not necessarily making drinks. You need to know the inventory of your drinks. You need to know how to, you know, cut on the fan, cut on the lights, bring the projector down, you know, do this, do that. And we have always been in this situation, like I mentioned earlier, people have been doing things for us and it, and it handicaps us to a degree because you went to college at 18 years old. You played in the league all the way up until you were 30 years old. You're a 30 years old, 30 year old individual that's still codependent or reliant on something else because your whole life, people have been doing shit for you. You know what I'm saying? So my question is, I think it's a, 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 a 
amusing to the, uh, the viewer, what was the most money that, that was directed, was direct deposit in, into your account? Ooh. This means to my madness. Mm. Who was yours? You, you gotta go ask, first. You no, ask. you just said you think you made it. No. What what number no. made you think you made I'm it? I'm going to go, but you gotta go first. It's gonna <laughs> go okay. just like this. My my first check. I was a third round pick, and Mel Kuyper's fuck ass lied to me. Ah. <laughs> Can't listen to him. Fuck Mel Kuyper. Like I said it for years, fuck Mel Kuyper. <laughs> he told me I'm gonna go between 20 and 32. He told you or you saw it on TV? I saw it on TV. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you fuck Mel Kuyper. So I was gonna make $8 million. This is before, hey, oh yeah, Cam got caught up in that rookie scale. You got fucked because Sam Bradford got the yes, real sir. money and they yes, caught you in that, rook, that rookie scale. So that's why I'm interested in how much money you made. I'm gonna tell you. My third, third round, they, the Dolphins gave me a check after taxes for $588,000. Mm. And I, I, I usually ride through the drive through and deposit my checks, but I wanted to go in because it was a bad red girl behind the desk. Yes, sir. And you wanted her to see that And show. I wanted to see it, and she, and, and she saw me walk in the line, and she didn't even look at me. Mm. And I walked up there, and I dropped that $588,000 check. She called me Mr. Crowd. Ah, Mr. <laughs> and she needed an override, too. Yeah, and she said, oh. Oh, Mr. Clark. And somebody, the manager had to come and oh, sign correct. off on the check. And they deposited $588,000. And but heading to the bank, you talking about the, the, the emotions, heading to the bank for $508,000. At where I'm sitting now, like, that's not real money. Mm -hmm. But as the 21 year old that just got a half a million Oof. dollars cash, I called my mom, I called my sisters, I called my daddy. I called everybody and I sat in the car and I cried yep. and I smiled and I cried because this is more money than anybody in my family history has ever made Correct. in a single year. Collectively. Or two, three yeah. years. Collectively. And that's what happened. Mm. And so $588,000 check is what, what my signing bonus was the third round draft pick in 2005. Mm. And I, I knocked it down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 yes, Lord. Hey, I, I had to capitalize. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you, you dropped the check. You yeah. dropped the check. Like that. That's not even a pickup line. You straight. Yeah. Like, you good she, to go. You dropped the check. She dropped the drop. Yeah, it's yeah, easy. Yeah, it's easy. Thin, give and take. Give and take. I, I like really, a favor for a favor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I think, like it's so crazy. We we make jokes because they always talk about their signing bonus. I got a thousand dollars when I, I was undrafted free agent. They gave me a thousand dollars. I was. I remember after the draft. Only the Saints and the Giants even offered me like an undrafted rookie contract. By the time I got off the phone with my agent, uh, the Saints had pulled it. You know what I'm saying? And like Channing has this saying, because he always like effing up in our show, and we can't find him sometimes. And it's all, he always goes, everything always works out. You know? And, and I remember, man, after taxes, it was like 683 or something like that. 600? $683. And I just remember, though, like, I remember this is when Steve Madden was hot. That was the only thing I bought. I went to the mall in New Jersey, and I bought me a pair of Steve Maddens. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, man, I could wear it. And I bought some brown ones. I, could like, I was like, I could wear these hoes with anything. Anything. Didn't, man, I was wearing them in the summer. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? But I remember, man, when uh, Pittsburgh signed me, Adam Archuleta had just got the biggest contract for any safety ever in Washington. And uh, the coach from Washington called me and he was like, we want you to come back. All three of y'all are going to play. Woo -de -woo -de -woo. And, uh, but they wanted me to come back on vet minimum. 
And I was like, well, that don't make sense to me. I was like, you just made him the highest paid safety in the league. All of us are going to play, me, Sean, and him. Like, it don't make sense that I'm going to be on vet minimum. So I go to Pittsburgh, man. And uh, at the time, I was supposed to leave Pittsburgh and go to Seattle and Atlanta, free agency. At the time, Lawyer Malloy signs with, Lawyer Malloy signs with uh, Atlanta. And another safety is going to visit Seattle, and they thought they were going to sign him. So at the time, Pittsburgh offers me the deal. I have no other deals on the table. Turns out, after I sign with Pittsburgh, or I, you know, I tell them I'm coming, uh, the Seattle thing opens up. I think like Tennessee or somewhere else opened up. But at the time, all I had was one deal on the table. And so it, it gave me no choice. Like, oh. I had to pick that. And I remember uh, I got more guaranteed money, but my signing bonus was 1.7. 1.7. And, and that was my going into my fifth year. I'm driving to the airport, man. I called uh, Yank and I called my mom. You know what I mean? I told him what was happening. And I cried all the way ah. to the airport. And, and for me, for me, after not being drafted, after being cut by the Giants, Washington giving Adam Archuleta, who I knew I was better than, the highest paid contract, telling me I could come back on vet minimum. It was the first time. And I even had to compete to start at Pittsburgh. It was the first time in the league I felt wanted. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I didn't even cry. I wasn't even crying about the money. Happiness. I was just happy. I was like, finally, somebody is saying you're at least worth, at least worth this. And I remember I didn't have a financial advisor or nothing to that point because I was undrafted. I was always waiting to get cut. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, just always. That, like, that, uh, after that third or fourth preseason, yeah, game, I was you was the dude Coach, that was waiting bro, on the phone call. The first time I did taxes, I went to H&R Block. My mom took me. Mm. They messed up. They messed my taxes all up. They weren't taking out when I was playing in Seattle. You was like, funny. I was jacked up. Yeah. But, like, that was my mom. H&R Block. Yeah, I didn't know. That's my mama went. You got a CPA? Duh, I was making 215 For a long <laughs> time of your life, somebody's doing these things yeah. for you. Which goes back to my point, you're rich financially in your bank account, but you're broke as fuck not knowing the, the, the essential steps that goes into being compliant to be a U.S. citizen. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay your damn taxes. <laughs> I, thought you know I, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I was. You don't want that problem. No. You don't want Uncle Sam. That's, that's the one big threat. I don't mess with Uncle Sam. But uh, to extend the combo, uh, in 98, when I got my first signing bonus, they weren't even doing direct deposit. Mm. That was five Ooh, you're mil. so old. I mean, hey, bro. You know, I don't believe in old, man. I don't believe in that. But it was a, uh, I did a six-year deal, $5 million signing bonus. My next signing bonus was in 2003 was 8 mil. Then 07 was 8 mil. Then after that, the Jags cut me. <laughs> I had to go to New England. Mm -hmm. I did a two-year three mil. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the biggest signing bonus, it was those two uh, $8 million ones in 03 mm -hmm. and then uh, 2007. And boy, I, I know how the, the, the old school players before me used to feel when I got an $8 million signing yeah. bonus, right? Because I'm looking at these guys nowadays, the Oof. guys that are really, let's say they're like Oof. six men and we're going to, you know, compared to the NBA, there might be six men, seventh man. Mm -hmm. They're getting 20 million up front, guaranteed. Just third down backs. Bruh. Third <laughs> but that's the back. game. That's the game. I understand, you, you know, the multiple it. streams that the, the NFL is able to keep generate the revenues, back. et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, man, go get it. But be smart with it. Mm -hmm. Build together. You know what I'm saying? So that that's where it is. Yeah, let me flip it on you. What was your let me, let me flip it on. Let me flip it on. No, I don't watch that. We gotta ask him. 
Because he got hit on that rookie scale stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then he came with 100. No, 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 no. But first, Sam Bradford got 70. Yeah. And then you got 20, what, 24? 22. 22. Like, the league, re but, it's, but it's not 70, bro. Bro, I'm still chasing that, trying to get what <laughs> Sam got. You know what I'm saying? But for mine, my rookie deal was, uh, it was cap, right? And it was $22 million, all guaranteed. And Drake had a song out, 25 sitting on 25 million. Well, I was like, I'm, I'm 20 years old sitting on 22 million, you feel me? And at that time, that was the most money that I've ever seen. So my signing bonus probably looked like, what, $6 million after taxes? So really like 3.2 or whatever. Then I hit the bank again at 14, uh, signing a, a contract for 103. Mm. So that came back, I think that was like an $18 million signing bonus, which so in a hard check, it looked like $9 million. See what I'm saying? So my base salary through that year, it wasn't the signing bonus that gave me that, that rush. It was that every Tuesday, when you looked at that account and you seen that plus or that green number <laughs> that's right. coming in, Man, I was looking at 732,000 every a game. A game. A game. A game. That's, That's throwing, four, throwing four touchdowns, one rushing, or one fumble loss, and three interceptions. Same check. Same check. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm talking to young cats now, and I'm like, bro, don't sit up here and, 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 and be in awe of the rapper that's falsifying this lifestyle. Like, bro, commit to something. Because once you commit to something, bro, you're going to get compensated for that. You, right, you're, right. The, you're the MVP, right? Mm -hmm. MVP in 15. Uh, and, I'm, you know, like Freddie T, you talking about the eight mil, and now you see guys getting whatever. Think about where the game has changed Kirk Cousins yes. with the, the, the guaranteed contracts. Kirk has hit him for what? He's been kicking them. 50 mil He's been kicking them. Robbing. Right? He's, He's been kicking robbing them. The Think about that. Like, Deshaun, Deshaun just got 230. 230 guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Like, like when, when you see the, the way the game is, is moving for your position and you look at dudes, not, and we're not even talking, like, if they start and they think they're going to start the next year, when they get these new contracts, how do you feel looking at that? Remembering that at a point in your life, you were the best football player in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, the competitive side of me, the hating side of me would be like, oh, man, they ain't worth that shit. You know what I mean? But I respect the game enough to say, man, go get you yours. Because if we all work together and we all play the same position, everybody's mentality isn't like this. I say, Channing, go break the bank. Mm -hmm. Right? Now nah, it's going to be on Ryan. Because mm -hmm. how it is, if he signs for... 42 mil, you play his same position, and you may be, have the better statistics, at least you're going to get 44. Then it's going to go to Fred. Right. Fred going to shoot it up again to 46. Then it's going to come back to me. Then I'm going to shoot him for 50. Then it's going to go back to Channing. He's going to shoot him for 51. You see what I'm saying? Once you look at it through that lens, like, bro, go get that bag. You know what I mean? Because it's only... 
raising the market price for your position. So I don't look at it like, damn, he don't deserve that because we all are fathers. We all are husbands, boyfriends. We got to do a, a great due diligence for our family. And this is our livelihood. You dig what I'm saying? So I dare I say Kirk Cousins don't deserve that. Deshaun Watson don't deserve that. Patrick Mahomes don't deserve that. Tom Brady don't deserve that. Because if I was in that position, I wouldn't want nobody to hate on my shit. You feel me? I think I want to change the trajectory to this. Making that type of money, in the late great words of Kevin Samuel, you then become a high-valued man, right? And I always refer to rap songs, rap lyrics, because music brings us all together. Drake says, how do you choose who you want to go with you when anybody will go with you? The riders. To, to, to that point that you used in the bank. Man, that girl wasn't looking at you, whether you went in there with some Jordan uh, shorts and some flip-flops. Dang it, look, look at who, who the hell is this damn fool? Can't give me no game. And then all of a sudden you drop that on her and she like, huh? Huh? Cam, you got to remember what his teeth looked like before he got them done too, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but the man thought that. But even that, you got you to gotta play the game. You got to understand why they're there. You got to understand in it, the, the overall system, you can, keep, you can keep leeches around you if you want leeches around you. Yeah. And that's what dudes do. Dudes keep leeches around them. But you got to know who's there for you and who's there for the money. And but how do you dis how do you filter that? That's the hard thing. That's the hard because thing. because athletes, people live in, in, in high power, struggle with that. Don't matter if you a a kingpin or a a a premium doctor. Trying to decipher is this person really in this with me? And you and the sad the sad truth is this. You won't find out who's really with you until turmoil happens. But that's when, that's when you can determine through full transparency who that person is. Perfect example. <clears throat> when Pac-Man got in trouble in Vegas years ago, right? <clears throat> the Jaguars, Titans, we were in the same uh, division. I walked up to Pac when we got ready to pack, when we got ready to play each other. And I said to him, um, um, I know you got your boys with you but you can't let him crack the bank. Oh. Like, pack the metaphor, he's the bank, he's the piggy bank. Right. But if they let you go out there and act up, that's cracking the bank. Now, all the money coming out of the bank, right? right? So, to be able to decide who's with you, you gotta know who's gonna say, bruh, you can't do that. Right. Or that person that's gonna jump in front of it and, and, and take that, you know what I'm saying? So that's who's for you. Because if everybody's going to sit out there and push you and think it's funny and laugh and think it's all cool. Man, Fred, wow. That you Fred, feel that me? Fred. Yeah. That, that, that they not for you. Because they ain't for nobody that's in the whole entourage. Freddie, how many, you know be honest, how many new friends did you actually get once you got money? Ooh. I don't, I don't have, Ooh. I don't have, I don't have a ton of new friends. Like, I just don't. You know what I'm saying? No. And, and that, that doesn't mean, like, everybody I grew up with and I rock with, we still type. Right? Because... Because some of them changed as well. They didn't necessarily change as far as saying they wanted a piece of me or they wanted my money. They thought, as, as, as I evolved, 
they thought it had to do with my money when it's just a natural progression of how many vault. You don't work, when you this, have you don't kids, work this hard to stay the same. Right, no. when you have kids and you do that and do that. But like I haven't, like I haven't gotten new friends. Like we became friends because we started to work together and now we, we eat together, we have conversations, we've we've met each other's kids. Like that's the way, but but in a in a in a natural sense of it, like if, if we didn't start working together, like I met y'all, we dapped up last year when we met. But I didn't get to know y'all like we weren't friends. This had to grow because we had a common, we had a common goal, right? We had something that we were doing together, and then we became friends. The same thing, dog. We grew up in locker rooms. I say it all the time. All my friends wasn't my teammates. All my teammates wasn't my friends. It was dudes I didn't talk to. Like I didn't get new friends. And I feel like, I feel like as 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 you as you get older, you pick the people around you the same way you picked them when you was broke. I, I, can, I can agree to a certain extent, but I always go back to the same conversation with timing. God selecting those people to put in your life. You know, and I, I ain't quoting the Bible, I ain't getting religious, that's not what I can do. But I do understand that timing and people that come in out of your life, they're assets and liabilities at mm -hmm. the very end of the day, right? Whether it be through you, me knowing you, right. you know, and, and you come around when we connect, someone else is in your circle that we might develop a relationship and they can see what I'm going through. And if I'm falling off somewhere, then maybe they can say, look, X, Y, Z to uplift me. Right. Because they see something in me that I don't see. Now we're friends. Mm -hmm. So that's how most of my friends have come into my life, aside from my childhood friends, whether it be through through Plexico, and the guys that he went to school with, or whomever it might be, that's just one example. Because one of my best friends in my life right now came through Plex. And I believe we're as tight than he and Plex is because we, he just saw something in me and vice versa. Right. So we just have certain conversations. So, but again, again going back to it, um, that, that, that talk, what I had with Pac-Man, you can determine who's for you by the decisions that they allow you to make Bruh, I'll say at the this end too. of the day. And my dudes, TJ, Crum, I got about a circle of about seven dudes. And now RC and Freddie done got into that group. But with those dudes that through, through it all, through getting arrested, through all that camp, I would see at a club when somebody starts fighting and I jump up, because I'm ready, I'm ready to go. I see the dude that's holding me yeah. back. Mm -hmm. yeah. I right. see the dude that's thinking about the bigger picture. Yeah. I see the dude that when I'm when I'm drinking and I'm partying, and I got the shirt off and I'm pouring liquor in all the girls' mouths. Yeah. And I'm partying, <laughs> and I got a dude that's there with me, cog cognitively thinking about my future. Yeah. Right. And that's what like don't them fuck my up dude, the piggy bank. Bro. Like, yeah, bro, don't like Freddie. That's why I say Freddie just said it. Don't fuck up, bro. Right. Like you're the one percent of the one percent. Don't fuck this up. But because you're thinking now, about. Let me that tell you something picture. before you go, bro. Okay. Don't crack the bank. Just because we're on your show, you can't go copyright my shit. I'm going to copyright this shit. I'm going hey, to copyright this This is hey, going to be the hey, thumbnail on the YouTube. Hey. Don't crack the piggy bank. Uh, quotation mark, dash, Fred Taylor. That's good. But I say this too, like, it, 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 it then takes the person to say and to recognize, just like that situation happened, that, cause you got some cats out here, bro, that's head stern and saying like, they feed off of the thrill of being labeled the boss. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And 
the ego gets involved in the ego in my life is an acronym for easing God out. Mm. Once that ego takes over and you be like, bro, I'm me, bro. Ain't no motherfucker going to try me. Ain't no nigga going to try me. I'm about whatever you about. You then are numb or blind by the real people that surround you to say, hold on, Cam. No, don't do that, bro. You doing too much, Cam. Bro, we about to go out again, dog. Let's just chill. Let's bring the party to us. So in a controlled environment. You feel what I'm saying? Because it just, just as important as it is to have a great supporting cast is just as important, if not more important, for the cast member, main cast member, to recognize, like, bro, like, this is a trusted source. You know what I'm saying? A lot of cats be riding and living, and they don't be, you know, giving the people around them flowers until it's too late, until they do make that mistake when it's like, bro, I'm not, I'm not no sucker, bro. You know what I'm saying? You make more money than me, but that don't make you better than me. So I'm going to warrant you to say, no, nah, dog, like, bro, she, you drunk, she drunk, he drunk, let's go. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have that discernment in your mental to be able to take over in a time of distress, that a situation say, man, Channing, you pussy. Hold on, wait. What you just say? It was day. It's time to fight. It, you know what I'm saying? It was day that like that, too. That's exactly what You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, these same people, they would throw the rock and hide their hands. This whole motherfucker thug that's like, bro, I slapped the fuck out you, da 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 He'll be playing the victim and say, hey, bro, you got to give me a $750,000, uh, uh, you know, settlement fee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and who really the sucker? We are. Because you're going to have to pay that. You got to pay them up. You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, to that, man, I think, I think a lot of people must understand and admonish that, bro, it's important to have a healthy circle. But in having a healthy circle, you have to also know, like, you got to allow people around you to be great, to bring value into your life. To say, like, damn, bro, like, man, this bill kind of getting up there, bro. It's already sitting at 1700 You want to buy another bottle? Like, come on, bro. Everybody don't have the luxury to, to, to have the coin to say, all right, I, I'm going to make that back, you know what I'm saying, next week. Man, I've seen more free agents balling. Hell yeah. Like, I'm like, hold on, that's your Bentley outside? And you standing in this loft penthouse? Right. Bro, I know what you're making, dude. Like, this sum ain't adding up. You know what I mean? I seen a broke documentary on ESPN. Billy Corbin. Oh, yeah. man, it was, a stand, it, it, it was a quote in there that said, you can live the rest of your life like a prince or you can live like a king and it's going to vanish away. I fucked it up, but you get the gist. Right. <clears throat> the money that you done, 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 done encompassed all of your career, man, that's your money. Right. For somebody to sit up there and say that they can do something, man, I got this get-rich-quick type of idea, everything don't happen like that. Educate yourself on that shit. And also, you know what I'm saying, put others around you in position so that they can make money too. Man, I look up to LeBron James for that type of thinking and theory because everybody... In his circle. In his circle has created value in that sense to say the math the riches, you know what I'm saying? Even his assistant done showed up into the, a commercial. But homeboy, whether that's that mad for you or that rich Paul for you, they have to know like, bro, I gotta, I gotta put, I'm putting you on. You gotta make the most of your situation. Yes. Right. 
That's it. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting you on. What more you want me to do for you? Now you got to grow. Now you got to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm handing you the ball off. You know what I'm saying? Now you got to make some shape. I think, like, like the, the, the crazy thing, and, you know, you met my homeboy that went to Auburn, is that, like, I met a group of them. It's, it's three cats. Went to Auburn. Marcus Washington played mm-hmm. for Auburn. I played with him. Yeah. Uh, his two childhood best friends, I met them through Marcus. And my homeboy, Tori, that, that's here, We've, we've talked every week since 2004. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, like, some of those conversations are about kids. Some of those conversations are about God. Some of those conversations are about being... And some of them are just F-off conversations because right. we just miss each other. Right. You know what I mean? But the other thing is, though, when I'm, on, when I'm hitting him up, he's telling me, okay, I'm riding to Atlanta because I got to bring this to this clinic or I got to do this. Or, see, I'm... You know, we 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 uh, we bought these parking lots and we parking cars at Auburn. If you want to get in on this, and I think the the other thing I've learned is, if if somebody really cares about about you, and and they really rock with you, if they feel like they have something that could be successful, they're not gonna hoard it from you. Correct. Right? Like you like they they they're not. That's gonna, a friend. Right? They're not they're not gonna they're not gonna sit sit on the phone with you and 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 tell you about this thing they have and not try to include you. And no, you ain't got to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place where you are winning and you never try to help your people win or you got dudes around you who are winning and they never try to help you win, if they like, I'm not going to put Cam on this. Cam rich already. Right. That's not your people. Right. That's some you know sucker shit too. You see what I'm saying? And so, and I, and I think though, like that's the natural, that's the natural selection of, of what we do. Like you mentioned being a boss or whatever. It's like, we don't get to where we are without being alpha males. Mm-hmm. You just don't, right? You, you can't walk around those locker rooms that's and have more That's our sport, though, right? Yeah. That, 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 that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, though, it's hard for us to be able to say, and I've had to grow to this, it's hard for us to be able to say, nah, you know what? I messed that one up. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that one was on me. And be able to share that. Like, I tell people all the time, you have this platform because of your successes. Yes, sir. You're going to touch people because of your failures. Mm. Right? Like, I don't, I rarely teach from the stuff I've done right. I rarely have those conversations. Like, most of the times when I'm telling people, you know, like, don't do this or do that, it's because I did it at some point and it didn't work out for me. And I'm trying to keep you from going through that. Right. But so many times, like, we're not okay with being like, man, there was this one time I did this and this is where I ended up. I don't want you to be there. Yeah. Some hit me what you just said. Like, if you got an opportunity to present it to a guy, it's a saying I say to my business partners, my manager, Johnny Williams, my attorney, my dudes. Home runs, just like in MLB, analogies of you know baseball. Right. Home runs are rare. Mm-hmm. Let's hit a single. Yeah, let's, let's get hit on a, base. Let's yeah. hit a double. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that I do with business. That, yeah, this makes three grand a month. This makes six grand a month. And you look at millions, and like, I got millions. Why do I want to make six grand a month? Because that six grand a month. Over time. Over time. And it continues to hit. So that six grand is going to hit the first of every month. And it's not life-changing money. But everybody It is wants- life-changing money. So six grand a month is what? 70, what? What's that? 72 grand yep. a year? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 72 grand a year. It's the a lot of money. It's a lot of <laughs> money. A lot of money. Right. And then you look at a millionaire and you're like, you make 72 grand off this business. But I make 72 grand off this business, this business, this business, this right, business, this business. Yep. So I done made a quarter million dollars, half a million dollars. 
off three or four or five businesses. Right. And they're not home runs, yeah. but they're singles, they're mm -hmm. doubles. And I think that's what a lot of people with money do, of is course. they always want to hit home runs. Yeah. Home runs are not, listen, business ain't steroid era. Mm -hmm. We ain't got Sammy Sosa and McGuire anymore. <laughs> yeah. There is no steroids in business. Jose if y'all got a steroid in business, bro, can you please give it to me so I can pop that fucking pill? Of course. But it's a lot of motherfuckers that get on first. Yes, of course. And with all my businesses, a number of them, I'm going to get on first. Right. Yeah, and we got to move them now. I'm going to say this, man, because um, my head crazy. You said easing God out. That's why the pivot going to be successful. That's why we're here with you today. Mm -hmm. We don't have egos. We're not, we don't, we're Narcissist. not narcissists. We're not narcissistic. No, no, I was going to get it right. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm helping you, bro. You know, I appreciate I'm it. Hey, we just, we just right. talked about help. Okay, watch out. No, no, let me, let me, no, I appreciate it, but I got it. Um... But we're, we're not narcissists. <laughs> yeah. You still ain't got it, motherfucker. I just got it. <laughs> Bruh, don't try me, dog. Uh, but no, seriously, um, man, I, I think that um, we, we, we're selfless. You know, we, we go and we just do what we do. And that's why we're here. And, and, and truthfully, uh, and I say this without being messy, yes. that's not why we're over there. Mm. You know what I mean? Can we talk about it? It's up to you. This is your show. I'm just Man, telling you why we're here. I, 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 we need to talk about it because I met you in one way, but I, I, I saw you on a platform that wasn't the pivot. It was I Am Athlete. Right. Right? And I ain't gonna, I'm not going to bash nobody. I'm cool with B. Marsh. I've, he actually kind of counseled me in doing what I'm doing to this day. But at the same time, there's a message in that that people need to know. Why didn't it work out? How did Ryan Clark, you know, replace a figure that wasn't normally there two to three years ago? I can say this. Ryan didn't replace a figure. Ryan is here because Ryan is here for who he is. Mm -hmm. and, and I can say this also with whatever we did on the other side. This is my opinion. And I, it ain't hate. This is my 1,000% me. Yes, sir. No, no hate and no funny shit. I believe Ryan is a bigger asset for, for us than anybody that was ever on the other platform. Mm -hmm. That's just my thought. When you say us, who is us? For the pivot. Okay. And what we're, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is our thing. And, you know, and I always tell people, Ryan's amazing on his, his day, day job, mm -hmm. which is ESPN, obviously. Right. But he's equally as great here on the pivot. Right. And, and I'll say that tenfold. Over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So when you say replace, I don't like to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Because we are blessed and fortunate to have Ryan rock with us. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, and, and truthfully, we talk about ego. There was big egos on that side. I've never been that way, you know me. Right. Uh never been a narcissist, right? And uh, you know, it was just a moment where um the business would never button up. And, and, and sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know you, and I know if that were a situation, if we all started this Funky Friday together, right. you know, you would look at it and say, all right, I know what my people bring to the table. Right. Like you just mentioned a second ago, you got to know who are your assets and who are liabilities. You got to know who's helping you to be great mm -hmm. as a quarterback. You're going to go out there and you're going to fight for the Panthers, you know, for you know, for purposes of just using any team to say, I need Steve Smith to be paid X, Y, Z. 
I'm going to fight for him, mm-hmm. right? Because I know he's going to help me and he's right. going to help us. That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. It became one dimensional. Me, me, me. And there are some things that are out there that makes it seem like the podcast was valued at this and we uh, weren't happy with, you know, what we were getting, which is, I guess, a cut. None of that was ever spoke about. Mm-hmm. That was never, ever talked about. So it's $11 million, this other, that's all bullshit at the end of the day. So you felt like you had to make a better decision in the career that was healthier for you as a person. The decision that was made was um, on business, this ain't adding up and this don't make sense. And for the, the, the division to pivot itself without being without us being talked to mm-hmm. because it was just a podcast yes but somehow it became you know a marketing arm for said business mm-hmm. and that wasn't really what it was deemed to be at the very beginning it was let's do a podcast i bet and then we got good at it people you know start tapping in and and, and checking us out mm-hmm. and then it grew and then when you have certain you know individuals that that would say um damn this could be lucrative. I'm going to take all of this. Mm. Right? So that's how it happened. But we kept going to the table. And um, me personally, I'm not going to speak for Chan, but me personally, from inception to the point where it all broke up, it was well noted and known that all of my sweat equity, talent fee, everything's been rolled back into the pot. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning to the very end, if you put dollars in, my dollars match your dollars side by side. Yes, sir. Because that's sweat. But at the end of the day, if if this is a, let's just say if it's a million dollar valuation on the podcast, and if I put in, you know, let's just say 50 grand. Right. And if you put in, let's say 100 grand, math, mathematically, I should have a third ownership. Right. It's a partnership. Right. That's a partnership. Not revenue split, not yeah. all this other bullshit. Yeah. But from a uh, not profit sharing, from equity ownership. Correct. That's easy math, not 5%. Mm-hmm. It's more like 27%. Yes, sir. So that's why me, that's why I'm here with the pivot. And we weren't gonna do another podcast. Mm-hmm. We just said, man, this ain't right. We're gonna leave this. And whatever happened after that is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the real shit that we never really, it's more. Mm-hmm. People are owe a whole lot of stuff. But we try not to get messy. But when you see the other side attempting to take the high road, but it comes out as bullshit, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you got to come out and say, you know what? <laughs> that ain't all the way true. Right, right, right. right you know right. what I'm saying? It might be some truth sprinkled in there, but the 11 million, that's what you probably put in the gym, but you didn't put that in the podcast. It wasn't nowhere near. You ain't going to pay 11 million for no fucking podcast. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my side. I don't, and that's Yeah, that. no. And, and Freddie, Freddie, Freddie and... Uh, he he's he's funny, but like I see what I'm you still know, dancing man. around a little. He's bit. still dancing but around a little bit, but that's the gist. man. Let's, you, first off, man, let's you, keep it funky now. No, yeah, no, 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 no keep it funky. Like, that's the name. But, okay, let's keep it above. I tell you this, Cam. You gotta respect your dudes. Mm-hmm. You gotta respect. I don't, you know. Well, you was cussing. You gotta respect your niggas. Yeah. If you and your niggas start something together, the respect has to be there. Yes, sir. And you gotta do it. And even on some nigga shit, like, like Freddie said, if we were to start Funky Friday with us four, and it blows up like it has, right. and all love to you, bro. I watch every, every single episode. Yes, sir. 
when it does blow up, you're going to be like, bruh, it's four of us. We at the 25, table. 25, 25, 25. We at the table. We a team. Yes, sir. A we partnership. Gotta, we got we to gotta cut it up. Yes, we sir. Gotta, what, pay the overhead, whatever you pay for these cameras, for these producers, for these. Pay that. And now then whatever the net is, everybody know, anybody knows money is net and gross. Mm-hmm. So pay that, and then that's net. Mm-hmm. That's what your net brought in. From there, a sports your profit. Mm-hmm. And we should cut it up. And that's where we went wrong, is where we weren't going to cut up the net. Oh, I bought the cameras. Oh, I bought the, I, I, I paid the producers. Oh, I paid this. Pay everybody. And when this final check comes in, let's cut it up four ways. Yeah. Reggie Wayne was a part of it. Reggie Wayne got out of there because he saw that the power was going to get cut right. That was the first thing Reg said. That was the first thing Reg said. He's not going to cut the pot right. Ocho comes in. Ocho don't care about the business. He's doing Ocho's not worried about that. Yeah. Ocho yeah. is yeah. going to be Ocho. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ocho's going to be, and I love Ocho. We, we, just, we just ate dinner. We was dinner with the wives the other night. Yes, sir. Down there on South Beach. And Ocho's going to be Ocho. Ocho's right. going to do him. But Ocho came on our podcast already. But you have you have to cut up the business right. And that's what I know with these fellas. To get back to the good side of it is that we have a set thing, is that we are the three owners of the pivot. Mm-hmm. And we make every decision together. Yes, sir. And, and, we, pay, think, and we pay our producers. That's the that's because that you say yeah. pay the producer. Ain't nobody get paid. Right. That's just the real the shit. Thing, we pay the everybody, thing. and we make every decision that we want to do. Whatever we right. want to do. Coming up here, they said Cam's available now, and we got on the text thread and said, <laughs> "Shit, bro, we got to slide down Atlanta because Cam's right available." Yeah. And we made that decision together, and we're gonna profit off that decision together. Yes, sir. The show that you did with us, yes, sir, is gonna do numbers. Yes, sir. And we're gonna be right there to profit off the numbers together. Right. And every view that we get, we're gonna cut that bitch down the middle. Right. So my thing my, is two points before we get out of here, and I, and I have to make this. And one is to this point, and one is to the previous point. If you're not involved in every single step of the way, going back to what I was mentioning about education. That's not a partnership. See what I'm saying? Hey, bro, let me tell you, let me tell you how it's gonna rock and roll, Chan. Dog, that flight that we that we went to Atlanta, that's a business expense. Okay, we gotta cut that off. We gotta take that over the uh, take that with the overhead, right? Then the viewership that we kind of made, da, 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 this is what that look that's looking like. Okay, boom, not even to mention the camera equipment, the every if you're not a part of those, those in some people's eyes unimportant situations, then when the important situations come, then that's easy for you to kind of get boxed out. And I think you got, this is a learning experience, not only for you, but the viewer to say like, look, look at the resume. You know what I'm saying? A person can say, bro, I fuck with you, bro. I'm not a, I'm not a, a speaker to that. I'm an action guy. Because action is going to always speak louder than words. I'm going to prove to you. Hey, bro, Chan, where you at, bro? Man, I'm with, my, I'm, a, I'm with wifey. Hey, bro, when you got time, man, call me back because we got to go over these expenses, dog. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Give me a time. Shit, tomorrow better. All right, bet. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. It may be an uncomfortable conversation, but as a businessman, you got to have that conversation. You see what I'm saying? And I, I, I respect every person. You know what I'm saying? For what it is. And, and I don't know if you guys ever had an opportunity to speak on it, but you hear whispers about this is what happened, that's what happened. And I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to speak on it because it could have been avoided. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That part, right? Yes. 
This could have been avoided. But money is the root of all evil. And once a person starts feeling, and this is not a hit towards Brandon. This ain't shit. I ain't hiding around this, that, and the third. I'm saying, listen, if we would have had a conversation like men, we're used to being alpha males. So you can't be alpha males on the first down and then cower when we're talking about money. It, it, it don't go like that. You know what I'm saying? We can say, hey, Fred, bro, like, this is this what it is. This is this how we got to do it. We got we to update our software. You know what I'm saying? This is what that price point is going to look like. If y'all advise me to say we need to better camera equipment, better production equipment, this is the Rolls Royce, this is the Cadillac, this is the Pinto. Which one do we want to feel that we want to go? Right, yeah. X, Y, Z. All right, up. that's how we're going to go. Now you start looking at it from the partnership perspective, and they say, okay, now my, 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 my cut in it is going to be this, right? From top to, to, to bottom. But Cam, like, like that's, it's, that's, it's the point about, that's the point about failures, though, right? Because I will say this, and you, I know you got a point to make, Freddie. When we did this, we never sat down to do a show until the business was done. Mm -hmm. Like we had multiple calls, multiple conversations of this is how it will work. It's going to be us three. It's going to be our producer, Alicia. It's going to be Johnny Williams. Those are the people that are involved. Mm -hmm. These people are going to everybody. Be, these people are going to be involved in the decisions we make with the show. This is going to be involved with the business, the apparel, the merch. And I think because that was out of the way, you don't have to have egos because you know you said it. Money's the root of all evil. But in the Bible, it says the love of money mm. is the root of all evil. Right? Like money is a good thing. Money is a necessity. You need it. But when you love that and you love that so much, you put it above humans, mm. that's when stuff fails. Green. Because because even if you don't, even if you don't, if even if you don't make the decision from the beginning, right? If I value you, if I value you over the love over money, over the love of money, now we can have that uncomfortable conversation. Yes, and I can sir. say, you're right, you know what? I didn't, we didn't do the things in the beginning to put it right. But now that you are bringing this to my attention, I value you in a way that we could get it fixed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, like, that's the, the, the bigger thing. And obviously, we did it the right way, and we don't have those issues. But I just still feel like when we have uncomfortable conversations, which we still do, there's such a value on the people, those conversations are easier those to have. Those conversations are lying sitting down. Mm. Yeah. Lying sitting down. And that's why I think these, these, this set, even this set I'm right here, bro. Yeah. Four lions sitting down. Yeah. Four male lions. Do y'all know in the Sahara, four, four male lions can't sit around like this. Mm -hmm. so they got to have their the territory. Right. They got to get their, their, their area, and they're going to fight anybody that comes in their area. Four lions sitting down and discussing something, and mm -hmm. discussing topics, and discussing that. Money's the root of all evil, but once you have money, What's the root of all evil? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? You see what I'm We're all millionaires. Yes, sir. We're all millionaires. Mm -hmm. Like you're talking about $20,000, $50,000. It's not that much money when you're a millionaire. Right. But you have to set that precedent and, and, and figure it out business-wise. Mm -hmm. Net and gross. Right. Net and gross. There are people that listen to this and watch this show that don't even know what net and gross mean. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. If you put money into this, I would love for you to get your money back. Yes, sir. Yeah. But once this starts making money. Right. Off of your likeness, off of your likeness and your likeness, then I am owed. I, you see what I'm saying? Off of your likeness. Correct. Correct. Because it's, it, it all comes back down to the principal <laughs> things about being fair. Let's be fair. 
And that's the principle. That's it. As well as transparency and keeping the main thing the main yes, thing. Yes, sir. That's business. You can't rob Peter to pay Paul. To pay Paul. And, and, and. Peter got and, the money, Fred. I need to fuck with Peter. Fuck Paul. But, but <laughs> correct. Me and Peter, me and Peter and, and that's And that's what really, 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 aside from all the other bullshit that you've heard or people have heard, the podcast was set to be the podcast. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. But when the podcast started becoming lucrative to do other things that we weren't involved in. Funneling a lot of other, uh, then, other benefits. Then we look at it and say, shit, how can we really grow this thing? You know, how can we not waste time? How can we maximize our time and efforts to monetize so where we're all good, mm -hmm. right? A lot of other little things to do this. You know, you go on YouTube, you go, you go and you watch your show. You got your website there. You, got, you can go get your, your merch or whatever it might be. And that's the setup for the, for, for the podcast. That's how it should be. Right. Not hit the link and then it goes somewhere else. Yeah. That ain't why people come here. Yeah. People come here to watch the podcast. They ain't come here to hit a button to go buy gym clothes. Correct. So, so and that's and, that, and, bro. And, and when, the shit, when, the, when the shit hit the fan, I called Freddie. I went to Freddie's house. Me and Freddie sat down as men, said, what we going to do? Mm -hmm. Simple and plain. As lions. Eyeball to eyeball. Two grown men sitting on the back porch, nobody around. Mm -hmm. Eyeball to eyeball. I'm in his territory. I'm in his house. But what we going to do? Yeah. Shit, we going to slide. Well, let's slide. But let's slide successfully. Say that. Let's take, let's take Alicia Zubikowski, mm. who was... You know, who is the greatest producer fucking got Emmys. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a team. Bro, let's slide. We And we said a number of times in different interviews, we didn't have a list of people. We had one dude that we wanted to bring with us, Ryan Clark. Mm. One motherfucker that we wanted to bring with us. Bro. Right. That's the only thing. And then people were like, what if Ryan didn't work out? We didn't think about that. We said, we're going to call RC. And me and RC had an hour, hour and a half conversation yeah. one night. Sitting on the porch, put one in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my wife out there burning. Mm. And I said, RC, man, we got to do this. And he said, okay, as a lion, even over the phone, as a lion. And that's what we did. Male lions getting together. Yes, sir. That's what, that's what, that's why this entire platform works what we're doing because people are surprised by Alpha sitting around and making it happen because that's not normal in society. Caucasians do it. Chinese. They do it. Koreans, they do it. Italians, they do it. But for some strange reason, as African-Americans, we can't close that door. No, nah, baby, this ain't the, let me have the room real quick. You know what, hey, 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 son, just step out real quick. Let us, let, let us talk as, as men. You know what I'm saying? Or if that, I, I can't just be one dimensional. If, if your partner says, baby, let, let me get the room, let me handle something real quick. You know what I mean? That, I know I'm going over. But I have to say this, and this was on my list to, to kind of speak about, because going back to the topic of income, right? And you said you don't really have a lot of new friends. I call bullshit on that. And the reason why I call bullshit on that is because a lot of people don't meet their partner until they come into money. You see what I'm saying? Married? Yep. Married? Mm -hmm. Married? I'm not married. You see what I'm saying? But with that being said, it is tough 
it is a it is a issue in our community because we don't consider that partner having as much weight as that partner has because they can fuck up the whole empire. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I, my question is, how important is it to not only have a great partner, but have like-minded people around you? Because I call bullshit when a person says, okay, I got a wife, all right? How many of your wife's friends are married? How many of your homeboys can cope with it? Man, bro, she tripping, bro. Nah, dog, don't jump off the ledge, bro. Man, it's good, da 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 You need that. It's a lot of people living their lives off the mere fact to say, bro, I'm the breadwinner. Nobody in my intimate circle can cope with my issues, whether with money, whether with having a family. And they just out here living willy-nilly. They come over to the crib. They 40 years old. They don't got no kids or no responsibilities. Yeah. That's a disaster waiting to happen. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, that's the thing. You got in trouble for it. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you, you were kind of, what's it called? The uh, pregnant, barefoot, barefoot and, pregnant. and pregnant. You was like, yeah, a woman only spoke, spoken, speak until she's spoken to. Right. That's and I how, was wrong. And that's, but that's how people took your quote. But I was wrong. Yes. But to fix that, I must also say, as the woman, I'm going to hold you accountable as your partner, but your woman or your partner, because we live in a time where men are with men, women are with women, you have to be whatever that person needs you to be. If it is cooking, you have to learn how to cook. Some people may not need you to be a cook, so you don't have to cook, and that's fine with that. I'm, my question is for, for, for you guys is, how important is it to be around like-minded people to assist in your everyday life. It, it's, it's huge. And my wife, we just celebrated our 11th anniversary, been together Beautiful. 14 years, 14 plus years. She's expanded my mind so much. Asia, and I talk about it all the time, everybody knows that, everybody knows my wife. But you have to find somebody that grinds as hard as you. And I wouldn't even, I didn't even fuck with real estate. Mm -hmm. I didn't, real estate, no. I honestly, if I was by myself, I would take my money, my millions, I put it in the bank, I get my 7% every year and I will fish every day. Mm. <laughs> but she showed me the bigger picture. She showed me 5 million can make 10, 10 can make 20, 20 can make 30. And it starts rolling over. And once you see that, and once you, once you respect, or I would say love, the love of my wife gained the respect of my wife, mm -hmm. to be honest. And once I saw what like her mind frame there's nothing she could say. My homeboys and her argue, I'm going to take her side. Mm. That's my wife. Yes, sir. That's my boo. That's my baby. That's my three kids. That's, my, that's, that's who it is. And she is a fucking monster. She is so fucking smart. Two degrees and all that. You got you to gotta love. If, if love comes, if respect comes before love or love comes before respect, it doesn't matter. But those two things are right there. And I, was gonna, I, would, I would tell young dudes that listen, that watch, all the young guys going to watch the show. I would tell young guys, the love and respect of your spouse, knowing that she is a, uh, not a liability, but an asset. asset. Yeah. And my wife is the biggest, my wife's a bigger asset to me than the NFL, college football, than media, than radio, than anything else. My wife is a bigger asset to me than anything that I've ever touched or talked to or been with in my life. Right. And that's why I knew that was the motherfucker I need to marry. Right. And that's when I got married.
I mean, she only did. She's only done one negative thing in her entire life. Was married. Marry your tail. <laughs> like I, you know, you know. After you said that stupid stuff about Russ, which I thought was common knowledge, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Everybody started googling your wife, and they felt like you had outkicked your coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I punted it too far. <laughs> my 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 coverage team couldn't get down. <laughs> yeah. You seen my wife, Cam? I have not. Out of respect of you. Bad. Out of respect of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm, but my question is, is your wife is that, that key asset in your life. The issue that I'm having is, or the question that I'm asking is, everybody you hang out with, what also do they have? No, just just before her? No, 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 no. He talk, he talk about, we, we were talking oh. about friends, and he said he called BS oh, just the friends. on the fact no, 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 that no, I don't no. have new friends, I, I would say, which no. is actually true. Uh, but no, but you have, you, you have to add value. Right, right. Once you're, once you've made it, bro. Cam, we sitting in this motherfucker. We sitting in. It's beautiful in, too. Yeah. But this shit is stupid. <laughs> We're sitting here. Once you've made it, what can you add to me? And even we talked about earlier, like my homeboys. I don't give a damn how much we drank, how much we party. If something goes down, or if something, they always think about me. Yeah. They always think about like, bro. No, no, no. That ain't that ain't that ain't, yeah. that ain't you. That ain't you. See. Yeah. And that's the thing that clicks to me. And even RC and Ryan, like, uh, I mean, uh, Freddie, last night, Freddie didn't even want to go out. Freddie did not want to party last night in Atlanta. I'm a party. I'm going yeah. to go out. I'm going to go I'm going to hit the streets. Yeah. And Freddie slitting there sleepy. I said, bro, I'm about to slide. Freddie said, bro, well, shit, we sliding. Because he just knows that I'm going to be with my boy. Yeah. I'm going to be there for him. I'm going to be there. And that's the thing that, like, like even Freddie don't even know. Like for him to think that way, like I'm gonna be there. Like we, we if you gonna slide, I'm gonna slide with you. Yes, sir. And nothing happened last. We had a good time. We enjoyed ourselves last night. And even RC came out about 1:30 in the morning. Yeah. I don't know why this motherfucker left the house at 1:30, but he came out last. <laughs> but Freddie said, "Bro, if you hitting it, I'm hitting it with you." Say less. And that's the same thing. Is if Freddie said, "Hey, I'm slide. I'm gonna slide with Freddie. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn how sleepy I am. If RC want to slide, I'm gonna slide with him. Mm-hmm. Where you going? And he he go to some weird stuff, cause RC weird. But <laughs> no matter where he goes, I'm gonna slide. And that's the thing. Like with with new friends, because we'd say, you know, RC's a new friend. Mm. Yeah. But he's right there for us. Yes, sir. No matter what happens, like he like, bro, I'm there with you. Yeah, I think the- call and check on us in the morning, bro. You good? See, like he just checks on you. And he don't have to. He's set. But that's the thing. That's that's the thing with friends is that it has nothing to do is there's nothing behind it. There's nothing before it. This moment right now. Yeah. I think I also you. too, I think also too, what we have to get out of the mindset of saying is like even though, like, even when people are like-minded, it's good to have people around you that are different. Yes. Right, because if if we always think the same way and if we are all the same and if everything Fred does, I totally understand it and I totally back it, there is no growth there, right? If, if, I'm, if I'm amening everything that they always do, then how did I learn? How do we ever have a conversation where I actually have added to you because I'm telling you something you didn't know, or I'm telling you something you didn't think, or I'm telling you something you haven't experienced. And the problem is it's like, we're so set in our ways and we always think we're right that when you have a homeboy that thinks differently, he's like, nah, Cam, like, I don't really see it that way. Mm-hmm. We can't say, well, tell me how you see it. Yeah. And him telling me that is not him saying I'm wrong. He's giving me a different perspective, perspective right? Or 
Or if you like, you know what, if, 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 if Chan loves doing something and I don't necessarily love it and I tell him why I don't, no, nah, that doesn't mean I'm not going to go with him, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm going to take care of him. That's my guy. But it's like, you know what, dog? Like, we don't always have to do that. Or we don't always have to be there. Or I'm going to take it in tonight. Or I'm going to do this. Yeah. I think being around people like that that allow you to see different things and different mindsets that can still be successful is so valuable. Yeah. That adds to you. You know what I'm saying? Even if they like, if you make a great decision and they go, you know what, Cam? That really wasn't for me. That doesn't mean your decision is bad. It just means it wasn't for them, and that's okay. And we have to be okay with other grown men, like Channing said, other lions saying, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. Yes, sir. That's okay, you know? Man, as we wrap everything up on Funky Friday and as we do it in Funky Friday fashion, we're going to use this camera, that camera, and finish with that camera. Got to do it together. One finger. One pinky. One thumb. Where the cameras? One love. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. All the cameras. I like that. I like that. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Oh, appreciate, appreciate you. I felt bad, though. Cam, hands long as hell. I know yeah, my hands small. Hey. Man, I, my dog, you, appreciate you, boy. Yes, yes sir. sir. That was good. Bro, sir. Love it, bro. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. yeah.